Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we're learning about basketball one game at a time. I'm Anastasia. And I'm Agata. And today we have an extra special guest. She's a contributor to basketballnews.com, co-host of the Dishes and Dimes podcast, and writer for basketball and culture journal, The Neon Playbook. It's Yasmin Duale. Yay! Yay! Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for thank being you. on. Um, listeners don't know this, but we've had technical difficulties and triumphs just now. So, <laughs> so thank you for hanging in there with us. It's been um, a real battle. So how far. are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm well, uh, trying to keep up with everything happening. Um, yeah, you- I don't have the attention span for it, but, uh, it's been interesting. It's like my first real, like, uh, off season covering the NBA. So mm-hmm. it's been, of course, the most chaotic, you know, fittingly enough. So, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, right now we had the draft on Wednesday mm-hmm. and then uh, f- trades, free agency kind of all smushed together <laughs> at yep. the same time. Like, how are you keeping up with all of it? Um, so I, it's good because it's not quite like the 2021 free agency, which I feel like it's going to be even crazier. So, um, it's good that this free agency isn't too, like, there aren't too many free agents, too many, you know, giant names. It's mainly just people trying to, um, share role players amongst themselves and handing out a lot of money <laughs> in the process. Um, so it, it's been like manageable in that sense. Um, so I'm just glad we don't have the 2021 free agency class, like during this chaos. Yeah. Yeah. That would be seriously crazy. So how did you get into basketball? Um, I've always been a fan. Like I, I, um, like grew up here in West Toronto, um, where of course the Raptors are huge. Um, and I've always been a fan of the sport. I'd say like when the team really gained popularity in like the half, half last half decade or so. Uh, in the city. Um, I started following them more closely. Um, they've always been playing like in the background of every like Toronto home. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when it picked up. And then um, I've always known I wanted to be a writer. I always thought I'd end up doing like political writing or something. Uh, but then in 20, I think it was 2018. I just realized I did not want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like one kind of like my writing coincided with my kind of blossoming interest in like the details of basketball so I'm just like let me just write about something that makes me happy because awesome. that's not where it's at with politics <laughs> oh for real yeah. like uh, basketball is so much more fun than politics exactly, like <laughs> for sure yeah. let me write about something that makes me happy <laughs> how how are you feeling about the Raptors going to Florida uh, it's sad. Like it's obviously like the right choice um, with all of the border restrictions. I, I knew that they'd be rejected. Um, uh, apparently, Masai Jerry, the team president, is like close with the prime minister, so I knew he'd try and use that leverage um, to get some um, preferential treatment for the team, let them mm-hmm. go through the border as well as the uh, twenty nine other teams. But it just the logistics would have been crazy because we're in like a major lockdown. Yeah. Um, in Ontario, um, the province that we're in. So that would have been almost impossible to um, manage. So it's no surprise that they're going to um, play the rest of the season out in Florida. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they try and appeal again 
to the federal government and get like around like maybe all-star week, all-star weekend mm-hmm. um, and maybe swap, like spend the other half of the season here in Toronto. But yeah, I'm not surprised that they're going to end up playing in Florida again. <laughs> well, yeah. and if I were Canada, I wouldn't let any Americans in. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just wanted to like, uh, I think it's stage two lockdown. So we had a bit of freedom um, the last few months, um, but now we're right back where we were in March. So everything's going to be closed. Only essential businesses, so grocery stores, um, and like some stores. So mm. that's it right now. Like we're going to be spending the rest of our time home until probably a vaccine. Wow. We need that. <laughs> I know. We, need, we need to do the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, it's like going to be winter very soon. So mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like a normal Torontonians. Um, <laughs> like yeah. uh, between October to um, March ish, we spend our time indoors anyways. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Automatic lockdown. Different. Yeah. yeah. It works out. It works out. We just kind of like regain our energy for the summer where we just while out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah, we we don't have winter here in LA, so uh. yeah, I cannot relate. Like my body's used to this, <laughs> but I actually was born in Canada, so I remember the memories of winter. Yeah, yeah, short days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How did you meet all of the dishes and dimes, gals? Um, it was I, there's like a big um t- like Toronto Twitter universe here, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I don't know how it is for other like teams but I'd imagine like if you're the only team for a state um the fans of said team will kind of be from all over the state but I'm not sure like I guess with Toronto um all the fans are kind of centralized and they all tend to be based in Toronto um where I was like outside of the greater Toronto area people tend to be more like hockey fans and stuff like that until playoffs roll around and everyone's a Raptors fan (laughs) 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 so uh, it was just a coincidence a happy coincidence that we all happen to be based in the city we're all fans of the team Um, a few of us are writers anyways the other ones are you know diehard fans of the team so it was pretty organic Uh, and we were like hey um, it seems that over half the fan base is female anyways let's start a, a NBA podcast for women um with like an emphasis on the Raptors so um, it, it was pretty natural and very quick. Um, and it's been very fun, even though like we started the podcast and then it feel, feels like a few weeks later, the hiatus came. Yeah. <laughs> so we just had to like <laughs> vamp for months on end. Um, and then we do the, the same, season came yeah. back. Yeah, the season came back and then uh, we um, got to continue to, you know, cultivate our audience and everything. Um, and yeah, so we're, we can't wait to get back into um, the next season and finally have like a full you know, several months of NBA basketball to discuss. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I can't wait to hear it. It's yeah. I, it's kind of cool that you all kind of trade off too, because having more people, yeah. <laughs> you know, produce a podcast, um, yeah. it's nice to just have some, some people to share the workload. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's so many of us, but it still feels like, oh, I have to do it again. And like, so I can't <laughs> imagine with two people. So <laughs> like we're balancing it with what, seven or eight people. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's great. That's awesome though. I, I love, I love that there's more like women led podcasts about sports out there. I think it's fucking great. And everyone should check it out. It's a really mm-hmm. fun show. And just hearing women's perspectives. It's yeah. it's awesome. It's refreshing. Yeah. Like just from another, it's another perspective. 
Um, and we talk about things that you would never hear on a, you know, male led podcast, which is all I listened to um, mm-hmm. during the last few years of my basketball, you know, diehard fandom. So uh-huh. it's, it's refreshing. Definitely. Do we want to talk about news a little bit? Sure. Okay. So uh, we've been off for a month, actually, and so much has happened. We can't possibly cover it all, but we have a brief little wrap-up segment called Previously on Basketball. Previously on Young Sheldon. Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> the NBA approves December 22nd start date, cutting short Dunktown's vacation plans. <laughs> <laughs> Many young cuties are selected in the 2020 NBA draft. Anthony Edwards is picked first by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Clay Thompson suffers season-ending right Achilles tear after missing last season with left ACL injury. Shams and Woj bombs drop left and right as trade and free agency embargoes are lifted. Due to travel restrictions, the Raptors will play home games in Tampa until further notice. Teams unveil new City Edition jerseys for the 2020-2021 season. Kuz deactivates his Twitter after controversial COVID comments. Memphis Zoo names new baby giraffe Jaw-Raff after Ja Morant. Let's... Let's look at this little giraffe. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so Ja <laughs> is taking selfies with this little baby. No. <laughs> it's, the it's very cute. I'm glad Jaw is getting some uh <laughs> animals named after him. <laughs> I mean the giraffe is just like uh, off the charts cute. Like it <laughs> It's just and as tall this as world. him. Yeah. yeah. That is like a smooth 6'3". <laughs> <laughs> That's it's so just, true. It's just learning what the world looks like. And one of the first things that I get to see is John Morant, its namesake in the flesh. I mean, it's it's a beautiful story. Yeah, it's really cute. <laughs> uh, every baby should see Jaws its first, um, you know, like face. <laughs> um. Should we Same. talk about the draft a little bit? So yeah. um, let's see Anthony Edwards' comments here. He was picked first by Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, it says, so when when after that did he get into basketball? He says, I'm still not really into it. I love basketball. Yeah, it's what I do. <laughs> He's not entirely convincing. He says if he were drafted by the NFL tomorrow, he'd let basketball go. Quote, because you can do anything on the field, he explains. You can spike the ball. You can dance. You can do all type of disrespectful stuff. Disrespectful stuff. (laughs) In the NBA, he says you can't do any of that. You'll get fined. What is he talking about? What what is he trying to do? That's an amazing quote. <laughs> you can do plenty of disrespectful stuff in the NBA. Come on. Yeah, you can dunk on someone and then stand over them screaming. <laughs> but you can't hold eye contact for too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine. It's a fine line, but, you know, you can play around in that. Yeah. Um, um, I, w- I want to play this video um, that our our past guest, Joe Mandy, um, 
shared of Anthony Edwards. I don't really know what it's from, but it's just really extremely funny. So let's just watch it. (laughs) This used to be my movie. He used to turn to monsters and everything, but I don't know the name. Mr. Applehead? Mr. Applehead? (laughs) Okay, so it's... (laughs) There's a they're talking about Jim Carrey in the mask. There's an image of him in the corner. And they're essentially like, do you know who this is? Yeah, let's play it again. <laughs> this used to be my movie. He used to turn to monsters and everything, but I don't know the name. Mr. Applehead? Mr. Mr. Applehead. I love it. <laughs> Also, I how think, old is he? He's got to be like yeah, born like, in like 2010, <laughs> right? And mis- that makes me feel old as hell that he's never seen the mask before. I mean, the mask <laughs> is like way before. He's 19, Anthony. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Yeah. Feeling very old right now. But Mr. Applehead, a classic that I think about. I've been thinking about it constantly since I saw the video. <laughs> Let's uh, look at Tyrese Halliburton's floral suit. Um, so beautiful. I I'm I want to say this was like the best fit of the night. What do you think, Yasmin? Yeah, I don't I don't recall anything as like eye catching. That's what that's what I kind of missed about the draft stage because it's like all the pageantry and everything. I'm yes. like that's like the best part of the night, seeing players, you know, dress up and celebrate uh, you know, the new chapter of their lives. So I'm glad that he like probably wore what he would have wore anyways on stage. Yeah, <laughs> I totally. Love it. It's like it's beautiful. It's clearly custom made. I it's yeah, I agree with you. It's like that part that part of draft day is like my favorite part is when everyone yeah dresses like super fancy and i i love seeing it and this year a lot of people were just kind of you know they they dressed up a little bit um but because they were at home and probably because they couldn't go get a tailored suit you know like we just you know it's probably hard to get something made during this time but um he has uh halliburton has black lives matter stitched into one lining and on the other side he had 920 cute it's very cute 920 to the league it says when that came on screen i was like all right someone at least someone's (laughs) doing this (laughs) um and then also patrick williams um had a very cute little video about him right before right when he got drafted let's see that my mom actually owns her own flower shop charlotte north carolina she's been having that business for 13 years now I first got involved in the 10th grade. When I got my permit and my license, I was actually able to start delivering flowers for which I was making maybe seven or eight dollars every delivery. And I would have maybe 10 deliveries a day. It was definitely good money coming in. One is right across the street here, and then your, your next one is in park, probably about five minutes apart. You just learn the type of temperature that the flowers have to be in. The car always has to be cool unless you're delivering some certain type of flowers <laughs> where you might have to turn the heat on in the back. So. New teammates, if you ever need help with any type of flowers, I'm your guy. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute. He could be like the lead character in like a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, like that's how like quirky and adorable it was. <laughs> oh, I love, and he's offering his services to all the other players. <laughs> Do you think he said when they were com- like 
asking him like, oh, what do you want to show about yourself? He was like, I want to talk about flowers. Like, did he propose that? Probably. It's so sweet. (laughs) I love that. I love. And I'm it. sure yeah. it like drives up his mom's business too. Yeah, that's true. He's, he's plugging her business. Yeah. That's such a good point. Oh man, I I love it. I hope she's getting a ton of orders for real. And they're like, <laughs> please have your son deliver these to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you might be busy, but I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we talk about um, the city edition jerseys? Yeah. Let's take a look at some of these. So Nets went back to old Nets design, um, which is like per- not my cup of tea, actually. It doesn't, I don't love it. I don't love it. But I know a lot of people have like nostalgia for it. So I get it. It's like, it looks like a cloud, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan of the sky blue with the like blood red. It's just an yeah. odd mix. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thumbs down from, from us. Um, um, Memphis I, is that what that was? I can't remember. No, I Philly, think that's Philly. Yeah, Philly. Yeah, Philly yeah. was a funny one because it came with like the whole the ownership trying to like rebrand brand the city of Philadelphia in the process mm-hmm. of uh putting out these jerseys because everyone was just begging for like the classic throwback black jerseys, and that's how they hinted it and teased it, and then they end up giving them like this um fila. Thing that no one wanted <laughs> yeah it seems like a lot of the teams have leaned on this like black jersey with like a pop of color which i'm into that look so yeah the oregon one played off of that big neon oregon sign um that's in portland yeah uh the so these san antonio ones are i think this is the color scheme that tons of people tons of different teams went with they're yeah. like we want 90s sort of you know um bright colors on a black Neon, yeah jersey and it it, yeah. lo- it looks great on this i love the san antonio one and the memphis yeah. one memphis which is very looks similar <laughs> yeah i love the font on the memphis yeah. one yeah yeah that's actually i didn't even think about that but it their looks, font great. looks great yeah and the so the Suns have the new Valley jerseys, which they released a video of Kelly Oubre with a horse. So and traded him, <laughs> and then traded him. <laughs> I love that they were no longer needed. <laughs> I love that they like managed to squeeze in that video right before, and they were like, "We're, like, we're gonna have to really get as much out of him as we can." Yeah, we need to gone. use your beautiful <laughs> face to sell merch. <laughs> I mean, I wanted it. I'm sure anyone who wa- watched it wanted it. Just like, I could look like that. <laughs> I could have a horse and I, I could be a cowboy like Kelly. I mean, I, yeah, I still want I it. think I still might buy one of the t-shirts, the Valley t-shirts, mm. uh, being from Phoenix. Got to rep the Valley, but also excited to get a Warriors Kelly Oubre shirt. So. Oh yeah. Um the the Warriors new jerseys go are throwbacks to the We Believe era. I think um, they're great. Yeah. They I love this era jersey. Um it's a, it's not a color scheme that I normally like. Yeah, but, I'm not into that. But I just like love, navy orange. It's like such a it's a great time in <laughs> in Warriors history and yeah. Mm. Steph looks great in it flexing <laughs> yeah the bulls 
Another, they did like, like a 1920s jazzy yeah, sort of yeah. thing. Very roaring 20s font. And then I love like mm-hmm. the like the geometric like triangle diamond things on the side. It's really nice. I just, mm. had to, I just wish they had a player whose jersey I'd want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing. Good point. The yeah. Celtics one is so dumb. <laughs> like, but this is what Boston fans like. They like just <laughs> boring traditional you know, like horrible. It looks like I made this. Celtic set. It looks like I made this on Microsoft Word. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel bad for Boston, kind of, because when you're like a historic franchise like Boston or the Lakers, like you can't just randomly have your marketing team wait wake up one day and say, "Hey, we're no longer green and white. We're gonna try this color <laughs> scheme or whatever." Because like. <laughs> Like, you look, they have footage from, like, the 40s and 50s in the mm-hmm. green and white. So, like, what can you do? Like, they just, they have to stay within, like, such narrow parameters, you yeah. know? Like, it kind of sucks for that. Yeah. And I think fans get mad yeah. if they're, like, mm-hmm. getting away from it at all. But, I mean, throw a shamrock on this or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I'm sorry to, to the Celtics fans that are going to roast me after this. Uh, Detroit terrible it yeah, looks it's, like it's trying to be a nuggets jersey yeah it's bad i mean yeah he looks good though Blake, yeah i mean Blake Blake looks can't, good. <laughs> he can't look bad look at those arms okay got distracted okay keep going <laughs> keep scrolling that's all i got okay well okay. we made it we made it through um wow. and the last thing we were just going to talk about was the coos coos's final tweet do you so have it I here didn't actually know that this was related to COVID comments in any way. I I saw him yeah, say he, something like quit hating on me and then that was <laughs> it. I mean he basically was saying like the lockdown is like stupid and pointless and like people should just be living their lives, blah blah blah. I mean the same kind of shit you're seeing from everyone else, but it shouldn't be coming out of a professional athlete's mouth. Yeah. Um, and then he got mad that people were like, you're dumb. Uh, which he was rightfully receiving. Um, and then he was a little tiny little baby and deleted his Twitter account. <laughs> you know, I have to say his comments should not come out of the mouth of a, you know, NBA player, but it actually is oddly appropriate for a influencer <laughs> yeah. Yeah. to say shit like that. So I, I mean, feel there's like a ton, he's... Yeah, there's a ton of that from like dumb influencers. Yeah, but... Yeah. He's influential. He's actually influential. You know, he's not just an Instagram star. Um, It's irresponsible to be spreading that kind of message. Exactly. Um, So, Yasmin, I know you need to take off for... uh, You're you're a very busy person right now. There's so much going on. You're so wanted. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, Um, thank you. And we'll have to have you on again when it's less busy and... You know, hopefully, of course, we won't yes. have yeah. technical difficulties. But yes, <laughs> yeah, hopefully it'll be smoother next time. But yeah, it was so nice to have you. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks where for having can, me. Where can people find you, or what should they check out? Um, I recently wrote a piece for basketballnews.com on their first uh, for the Raptors, like about their first round pick, their first first round pick in two years. Uh, and then I'm going to probably write, be writing something about um, their free agency. As we know, they've just uh, re-signed Fred Van Vliet to a four-year deal. And we're going to see how um, their plan with Serge Ibaka and Marc Gasol pans out. Uh, and yeah, I, so I should be writing like a 
a piece about just culminating everything that's happened so far. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of stuff happening for um, the regular season with um, Yahoo Sports Canada, which should be interesting. Um, and yeah, I can't wait till it just begins because I'm kind of tired of this already. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it'll be fun to just like watch basketball again and <laughs> oh yeah just no no strings attached just talking about the game i miss that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. awesome all right well thank you so much and all right, uh, we'll, bye ladies bye we'll definitely keep in touch yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's talk a little about who got traded i have been not paying attention because <laughs> The world is literally on fire. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, there's a <laughs> virus and there was an election and it's been impossible to pay attention to, for me, for me to pay attention to things that feel like they don't matter that much, uh, if I'm being honest, but I want to get back into it because I like basketball and I like making this show with my friends. So we're, we're ramping back up. <laughs> Gabe and I did like a sort of chat in our cutie nation discord um with a bunch of listeners during the draft and i have to say it was such a nice night to just be like "Ooh, that guy's dad is super sweet and like look at this mom's dress and you know like what a sweet statement this this one guy made or whatever it was nice to to talk about that with them. Um, if you you know want to join our Patreon, that's the kind of <laughs> thing we're doing we over fun. in our Discord. We have we fun. have fun. <laughs> you know, we'll watch things together and chat in in one of our channels. We we play Among Us all the time now. It's yeah. kind of become an obsession. And then when the when the trades and um, free agency started, I mean, it's kind of great. Everyone's putting. Um, Woj and Sham, Shams bombs, Shams bombs. That's hard Shams to say. Bombs. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're putting them in the in the Discord, and it's been so fun to just like pe- see people be like, "No, my favorite player," or like, <laughs> "Yes, my team's going to be good." Um, so so much. I mean, first of all, let's talk about f- let's talk about the Suns. I want to talk about the Suns. <laughs> yes. So we Suns did make are getting. It. We did talk a little bit about this earlier yeah so uh, kelly Oubre is gone and i don't I, even like those words i punched it <laughs> <laughs> he's not he's not gone he's okay. just shifted and he's um, actually closer to me now yeah i be. mean ultimately i'm happy but when the news first dropped the news was that kelly Oubre was traded from the suns to okc and I punched the wall and I did the angry dance from Footloose in my house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's sad because he was such a good fit on that team. And I mean, we've talked about it a million times on this show. We just love them. We love the Valley Boys. It was he was very the cute spiritual how, heart yeah, of the are Valley they still, Boys. Are they still going to be Valley Boys? We don't know. He trademarked that up? phrase. Did you know that? <laughs> No, he He's Kelly Oubre trademarked the the Valley Boys like lo- last year. Or did he whatever. think about that before? Did he think about the possibility of getting traded before he did? No, that? I think he was like, I'm. I have the trademark. I'm. They're never gonna get rid of me. 
<laughs> yeah. So now it's like, is someone going to carry that torch and continue <sighs> it on? Or is he going to be the Valley Boys in San Francisco? Well, let me tell you who they got. Bay Chris Boys. Paul. Bay Boys. Oh. <laughs> Bay Boys so is fun. Actually, I think as far as personalities go, Kelly Oubre is a very good fit for the Warriors. He's like very in- intense and serious while he's playing, but he's also kind of goofy. Like the Warriors mm. are a very silly team. They mess around quite a bit. <laughs> I think, I think, you know, he would be an asset to any team. I mean, of course. You would just <laughs> look into those eyes <laughs> and feel inspired, you know? Yeah. Everyone likes him. He's a he's a team player. But the Suns got Chris Paul, and let me just tell you, he is a real fucking downer, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's good at basketball, so maybe the Suns will actually do really well this year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I mean, I don't I'm not a fan of Chris Paul. But, you know, I, I want to see Devin Booker succeed, and this could help him. It could. And they also, um, they, they've, they've been moving everything around, so I don't even know what the current roster looks like. But I think that they're getting some really good assets and, like, are going to really make a go of it this year. But... Mm-hmm. That being said, Chris Paul's the opposite of the spiritual heart of the team. Like he, DeAndre Ayton is going to be yelled at so much. He's such a sensitive boy. He's doesn't have the bloodlust that Chris Paul has. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, that's my thought on the Suns. Um, And also, Ricky Rubio went. uh, You know, went from Suns to. Thunder to Timberwolves. So he's actually going back to the Timberwolves uh, who love him. I mean, Minnesota loves Ricky Rubio. So I'm kind of excited for him in that Mm. respect. Uh, Awesome. Should we talk about the Clippers? Yeah. So Trez um, going to the Lakers. Um, Our friend Payman is very excited about how his prediction came true. (laughs) Let's hear it. Trez played himself off the team. Um, I don't think he is going to come back. I wouldn't be surprised if Montrez, because his value dropped and out of spite, would like go to the Lakers for two years. Like I can see that happening. Wow, October twenty eighth, just a few short we- short weeks ago, that episode here on came this out. show. <laughs> yeah, right here. Yeah. We in this predict- computer. <laughs> <laughs> we predict accurately. I mean, first it was me with the Miami Heat, and they didn't win, but, you know. Um, and then it was Payman <laughs> with the Trez news, Trez bomb. Since we're on a roll, should we make another wild prediction right now? Hmm. I think we should. Well, I do feel like we should all make predictions before the season starts, um, like we did last year, okay. so that, you know, one of you us can, can be right again. I mean, one of us can be right. Like, you guys... Yeah. You guys didn't swing as hard as I did. Um, and that's when you really, that's when you feel good is when you really go out there and you make a prediction based on nothing. And then it comes true and you feel like you're psychic. I mean, you inspired me. I feel like I need to get wilder with yeah. my predictions. Um, and yeah, we all yeah. do. 
we all should come we we all should come with like a safe prediction and then something crazy did you see what pat bev tweeted uh when it was like breaking news six man of the year montrez signs with the lakers and pat bev tweeted face palm what and then like expletive emoji (laughs) (laughs) he's pissed (laughs) there there it is I mean, at least he, we know exactly how he feels. I feel like we always know where Bev stands. <laughs> yeah, I respect him. I I love and respect him. Um, okay, what else? Marcus Morris is still around. Boo. Boo. Yeah. Get him I, off my team. Yeah. I was like, why are we re-signing him? What exactly did he do what other he, than like step yeah, on people's feet? What did he feet? fucking contribute other than making everyone hate the Clippers? Yeah. I'm still waiting for that answer. Um, What else? So let's talk about the Thunder, actually, because that's in almost every major trade Mm -hmm. (laughs) has involved the Thunder. They're really like squeezing into every trade. But they're getting people and then moving them away. Like... Mm -hmm. They I get have so, con- no I get so confused. Yeah, I get so confused by like the multiple step trades where they're just like mo- shuffling around, but they're not actually going to be where they end up. They're like a hub airport. Yeah, like, all trades go through OKC. They're like Atlanta. That's so funny. That's <laughs> they're so like funny. Atlanta. But also, they're like airport, a Delta the hub. <laughs> but also, James Harden made it very clear that he wants out. He was like. Get me the fuck out of here. I don't care if you pay me a billion dollars. I'm not going to stay in Houston. There's a rumor that he was going to the Nets. And then there was another rumor uh, that he was going to somewhere else. I can't remember. Um, But who knows what's going to happen. He can't stay on. Houston has been dismantled. You know, Uh, Maury's gone. Um, D'Antoni's gone. Like, isn't Westbrook? Is Westbrook still there? He got traded, right? He's still there. Oh, he's still there. For now. I feel like Houston's trying to dismantle. I feel like Oklahoma City is trying to just spend no money and have all of the picks in all future drafts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I it, I get very confused by it's all the crazy. Shuffling. Yeah. I also have, wait, really quickly, um, Gordon Hayward, it was announced this morning, is moving to the um, Charlotte Hornets. And I have a Instagram post here from his wife, Robin. Oh, my goodness. She says, contrary to the media in Boston, I have really enjoyed my time there and the relationships I made. I'm going to miss the community I lived in from the local police officers for checking in on me every day. What? what? The wonderful friends I made at Roche Brothers, who were always ready to chat when I was lonely. This sounds is that so like sad. law office? <laughs> yeah, who's Roche Brothers? Do we know? Let's see. Gabe's googling. Gabe is googling it. <laughs> Gabe is googling it. <laughs> Roche Brothers is a supermarket. What? What? 
Okay. So she's just chatting with the teller at a supermarket. So every morning a cop shows up at her door, knocks on the door and says, are you okay? Shall I escort then, you to Roche Brothers today, and then, ma'am? Yeah, and then, yeah, she gets a police escort with the, with the sirens on to Roche Brothers. And, and, of course, my friends at the cheese shop. I couldn't have been as happy as I was without all of you. Trust is a hard thing to have in the NBA world. What? What? But I do trust my small community. Small? You live in Boston. Always had my back. We are grateful to them for keeping us company while Gordon was away. I am excited to see my husband to show his talents again and play for Charlotte. We can't wait to start this adventure. (sighs) Very weird post. (laughs) Very weird post. Um and, and I didn't hate Boston. I had friends at the cheese shop. <laughs> <laughs> this is wild. I feel kind of bad for her uh, because I bet it is lonely being an and married to an NBA player. And also, mm-hmm. she got married when she was eighteen. They were like dating bef- when she was in high school, so she probably had very romantic notions about what her life would be like. And it definitely doesn't seem like that. So, but then my other, we don't respect the, uh, donations to Donald J. Trump that came from her checkbook. So, (laughs) but the Uh, other side of it is, I wonder if she, in a way alienated herself as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I don't feel bad for you. You did that. You did that to yourself. Like, could you, could she have been friends with like other people in the NBA community in the, in the Celtics community? Maybe. I don't know. But anyways, long Every story day short. The cops. Every yeah, day. I'm, I'm stuck on that too. Every day they were Why? at her door. Was she in danger? Was she living in a dangerous area and she needed, she needed them to check it. I don't, I don't get the- that. Is that the best use of taxpayer money? Right. Like, shouldn't there be, shouldn't they be doing crimes? I mean, not <laughs> solving don't, don't crimes. Don't do crimes. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't they be solving crimes? Maybe they're bringing uh, her morning Starbucks every day. <laughs> Who knows? All right. Let's get into our mail basket. Today, we have an email from Matt W. in Seattle. Um, we talked about on an episode, we asked about, you know, where did the supersonics name come from? And I predicted that we would get many emails. We did get many emails. <laughs> Thank you guys all for, uh, writing in and educating us. Uh, here's what Matt said. The supersonics were founded in the late sixties. And back then Seattle was very much a Boeing company town in the late sixties, early seventies. Boeing was awarded a big contract to build a supersonic passenger jet, like the Concorde. The region was very excited for this project as also in the late 60s, the ending of the space race meant a large amount of uncertainty about the aerospace industry in the region. So Supersonics was a cool name to tie the team to the promise of a bright future in Seattle. The Space Needle was built during the World's Fair also in the 60s, but there is no direct connection between the two. The program ultimately was canceled and was somewhat of a boondoggle. What does that mean? <laughs> it means like a, a, um, a fuck up. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) A boondoggle for Boeing. Uh, People don't like hearing sonic booms. 
Most of the space and defense side of Boeing was moved to LA in the 70s, resulting in mass layoffs. In the 90s, Boeing then moved its headquarters to Chicago, despite decades of Seattle and Washington State bending over backwards to give them tax breaks. Sadly, all of this was perfect foreshadowing for the supersonics leaving town. Love the show, Matt. And then he says he is an aerospace engineer that lives in Seattle. Wow. I love expert. it. I love that we I love that we have experts all over. <laughs> <laughs> Sending us all the good info. Yeah. That was very I I feel like I learned something. So thank you, Matt. Um and RIP to the Supersonics. Very sad. Very sad story all around. I feel There's, bad for the people of Seattle. Yeah, I that whole story is really messed up and also just points to the fact that um, billionaires can't be trusted. Uh, but what's interesting is OKC now, they're, it feels like they're just gutting themselves. And I wonder, there, a bunch of people on Twitter have said, oh, I wonder if they might get sold in which case they could move back to seattle um i don't know i don't know if that's gonna happen but it's just especially knowing how they're managing the team now it's just very sad they do have the best wnba team there though that's true that's true yeah that's right if you're not if you're not watching them if you live in seattle and you're not watching their nba team you're really only hurting yourself yeah, watch the storm. Uh, they are amazing, and I actually just uh, found out someone point someone in our Discord pointed me to Stewie's World, which is Brianna Stewart's podcast. Um, <laughs> and it's very. Oh, cute. I thought it was a Family Guy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Stewie's World. It's about how Stewie is going to take over the world. <laughs> um if you want to send us something you can always email us at hi at dunk.town leave a message on our cutie hotline 903-420-DUNK um and tell us about you know what's going on in your in your neck of the woods um your team your players um your breakfast whatever who cares any of it we'll we'll read it um our guest is gone so she already she already plugged her her work. Um, you guys should definitely check out Dishes and Dimes. It's like a very fun show. Um, and check out the Neon people. Playbook. The Neon Playbook is like a very cool, um, you know, website with really just like a lot of great writing in there um, about basketball and other stuff. That's that's fun to chat about. So, yeah. Um, Anastasia, anything you want to plug? Um, so my plug actually is someone that Agata told me about. Agata plugged it to me and then I'm plugging it <laughs> for We've all of you. We've got a plug chain going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Laurel Bristow. Um, she's a infectious disease researcher and her Instagram is at King Gutter Baby. And I highly recommend checking her out. Like... If you have anyone in your life that is fighting you on anything COVID related, she posts these very amazing uh, Instagram stories and and uh, and IGTV posts that explain things in layman's terms. She's like a translator for science. 
She's like, this is why this study isn't accurate. This is why this, you know, article about wearing masks is faulty or whatever. And she posts graphs and stuff that you can share with your family. And it's just been so helpful to hear from her actual information that I feel like I can trust. And she cites sources and and she's also just like cool. <laughs> yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. I I didn't know her name until now. I was just thinking she's just King Gutter Baby to me. Cause <laughs> um that's her Instagram. But she yeah, she's great and she does a really good job of breaking it down, like what you said, like making it, you know, accessible to anyone who's not a researcher. Um but yeah, like, so when there, when stories come out that are kind of like panic inducing, like, for example, there was a, there was a story that recently came out that was like dog owners are more likely to get COVID. And then she broke down like all the research, like what they were actually looking at and how like there wasn't really a link between that. It was just like correlation and she gets it. She, she looks into all the science start side of it and then summarizes it. Um, for like why it's not something that you actually need to be concerned about because obviously that's a stupid that's a stupid right. takeaway. Like and her big thing is like the media loves to latch on to the sensational stuff and you just can't trust that because when you read a scientific mm-hmm. paper they they probably don't put things in as black and white as like a journalist writing this article would. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, people will, will cherry pick things out. But when, but like, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into what is real science. And she breaks that down in a way that makes sense. So highly recommend. Um, and she just makes me feel better about a lot of things. She'll talk about yeah. like the vaccines and like, where they are in their, you know, in the trial stage and like, when it's actually going to be available to people. And like, there's just so much conflicting information out there that's nice to hear from someone who is a researcher and works with COVID every single day in a hospital. Yeah, exactly. We can send it to Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> he needs it. I gotta say, he needs it. Yeah, maybe I will drop into his DMs. <laughs> Not on Twitter. I'll just be like, hey Kuz, uh, check out this influencer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anyone you'd like to, or anything you'd like to plug, Agata? Yeah, I'm going to plug a teacher on Hulu. It's a, <laughs> it's an extremely horny show about a teenage boy and his teacher, and they start boning. Um, we watched a couple episodes. It's just, I'm, I'm into it. I think it's very, I mean, fucked up, obviously, but... Uh, it's like a lifetime movie, but if but it's on it's made by FX. Yeah. So it's like hornier. <laughs> yeah, I like when it's like a a pervy woman and not a pervy man. So if you're into that. Yeah, check let's it get out. more pervy women the spotlight. Like we're always talking about how shitty dudes are, you know. <laughs> yeah. Let's spread it around. Um Gabe, anything you want to plug? Okay. Um Yeah, I forgot to plug this before we went on vacation, so it's kind of old. But uh, I went on a couple of podcasts that you can listen to. I was a guest on our friend Caitlin's podcast, Lizard People. Uh, We were talking about how uh, Vincent Van Gogh was murdered. Wow. Um, I was also on our our friend Mark and 
and Bear's podcast, Love and Learning About Bugs. I'll put the links in our show notes. It's fun times. Which bugs did you talk about? We talked about cockroaches, flies, millipedes. Those are the ones I remember. Yucky. Did you talk about the pence (laughs) fly? Oh, termites. Which one? The pence fly. (laughs) Oh, we should have. Oh, man. (laughs) That was like the most famous bug for a minute. Yeah. I was just thinking about that the other day, and I was like, I can't believe 70 million people still went and voted for Trump after (laughs) seeing the fly. You thought the fly that was should have, them That off? should have been the nail in the coffin. That should have been the nail in the coffin. <laughs> that and Giuliani's like oh my god. hair I, gel, hair oh dye. My god. I love the... Uh, did you watch Borat, Gabe? I did, yes. What did Borat you think? Too? Yeah. I, lo- I thought it was well done. It was yeah. good. I think I, I, there were definitely parts that I was not into, but it did make me laugh out loud several times. And... Mm-hmm. I love the the timing of you know Rudy Giuliani being fully like embarrassed in that movie, and then now he's just forced to be in the public eye, <laughs> like uh, because he's the only one that is out there like defending Trump, um, and he's just looking like a total moron constantly. He looks, he's just melting. He's, he's like, yeah. he's like, I think losing it. You know what I mean? He's, I mean, he's quite literally $20,000 a day. Okay. I find oh, it hard God. to have sympathy. <laughs> imagine, imagine, imagine if we were making $20,000 a day. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's got, I mean, he's got Borat. He had four seasons total landscaping and then now, you know, his, he's melting. So his hair's melting off. <laughs> what, what's next? Can't wait. He's got a he's got a greatest hits album to put out for 2020 <laughs> for sure. I love it. All right. Wow. Um well, I guess that's it. We made another banger. <laughs> you guys, thanks for thanks for sticking it out with us while we're while we're, you know, working through what our lives look like and what the show looks like and Getting back um, into this is our first episode after a month, uh, yeah. So had to like get my butt grooves and back into my chair and same. My my chair is very stiff right now. Um, check out our Patreon. Uh, we're having lots of fun in our Discord. We want to chat. We want to hang out. Talk about games. Talk about play some games. Um, we've got bonus content that we put out for our patrons. So. Um, yeah, definitely check it out. Thanks for coming on this journey with us. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. For more Dunktown content, check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Dunktown. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dunktown Podcast. I am on Twitter at echo underscore mint and on Instagram at Agata Monica. Anastasia is on both at Anastasia Vigo. Check out our website, dunk.town. If you like the show, please write us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen. We always really appreciate those. We have t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, and more available for sale at dunk.town store. Thank you to Andrea Tomingas for the Dunktown design, and thank you to Andrew Bear for our original music for the show. Sources and references from this episode can be found in the episode description.